0: Good morning everybody, it is Wednesday 12th of January and a better day today, not such a good day yesterday, we're down 57, Wall Street up 183 overnight and our futures this morning were up 54 and we are up 66 having been up 77 and it's all to do with resources today, banks very quiet, BHP and Rio up 1.7 and 0.5%, iron ore price was up 2.5% overnight, oil price up 3.8%, nickel price 7 year high, Loving that nickel trend. I have some comments on Poseidon Nickel, which has seen a few comments on the Facebook discussion site in the last 24 hours. I'll get to those comments in a minute. The other sector having a good day today is gold. Gold has bounced. Would you buy gold at the moment? No. Have a look at the charts. I've put them in the ideas section today. Gold is going sideways to down. The big trend sideways to down 1% good day does not a summer make. So a bit early to buy into gold, but having a good day today. Main strategy comment today is, of course, the Powell comments overnight. He was talking to Congress for his testimony to Congress overnight. And the distillation of all the words is not as hawkish as it could have been. The Fed have obviously been trying to pass the message that they are not behind the curve, that inflation is not going to be allowed to get entrenched their word so they will raise rates but there was nothing in the statement that was particularly worrying as regards the pace of interest rates. They haven't made any monetary policy decisions yet they say so maybe we won't see a rate rise in March. The CPI number out of the US will be tonight. The headline number is supposed to be a bonanza 7.1% with a core number of 5.4% and that may prompt interest rate worries again. But the main theme overnight is is that we have worried too much about interest rates. We've had almost 13 straight days of the 10-year bond yield rising in the US. And over the break, we've seen that in an 8% fall in the NASDAQ. High PE growth stocks have been sold off. But as of the last 24 hours, bond yields have peaked. It seems we have discounted the interest rate paranoia. And JP Morgan, for one, are saying that the tech sell-off in the US has been overdone. And some of you may want to believe that. And I have added, because we don't want you falling asleep in our ideas section, I have added a couple of tech stock trades to our ideas section today. I might as well tell you what they are is zero, which we hold in the forever portfolio or the growth portfolio. That has had a fairly big correction in the recent growth sell-off and doing a bit better today. I've added that to the ideas section as a trade and also added predictably. I'm sure if I was Henry, I would have added something more sexy, but I've added afterpay. If Square bounces, if this peak in interest rates is right in the short term, this is really short term stuff, if this peak in interest rates is right and JP Morgan are right, then we should see a bounce in tech stocks in the US. That'll include Square, that'll drive APT. So even though BNPL is looking like a busted flush, let's try and get a trade out of APT as a sentiment change happens towards interest rates and tech stocks. So adding APT and zero as trade. zero. Is a longer term stock, in my humble opinion, as I say in the forever portfolio. Long-term outperformer. Drop to the bottom of the trading range, we'll give that a go. Otherwise, on the strategy front, still fully invested, running into the results season. This daily debate about interest rates is run-of-the-mill stuff. This is not the sort of stuff that a precipitous fall in the market is built out of. So normal. Meanwhile, Things like iron ore, oil, metal prices driving the Australian market. So quite relaxed about the Australian market at the moment running into the results season and going to take an opportunity to have a trade in tech as I say, hoping that these interest rate fears have been discounted. And there are other tech stocks you'll notice in our Forever portfolio that have come off the top recently. Car sales, Seek, Megaport, all of which I'm not too concerned about yet. Let's see what this CPI number tonight in the US does and see if that kicks off interest rate fears again. A lower number than expected and you'll probably see tech continue to bounce. I've got a chart of the 10-year bond yield in the spy section today you'll see after 13 days of going almost straight up, the bond yield has peaked in the last couple of days. Right, for your interest, I have written an article today about stocks you need to worry about if you're worried about interest rates. Here I am trading stocks for a peak in interest rates. But clearly one of the big strategy themes this year could be interest rates going up. So I thought I'd try and highlight some of the stocks with higher levels of gearing that will be generally more affected or disadvantaged or swimming against the tide this year if higher interest rates is one of the, the abiding themes. And these are sectors that fund managers might think about being underweight in rather than overweight if that is the theme this year the obvious stocks are on the list at the big end of town things like real estate investment trusts utilities infrastructure transport it's in the nature of those businesses to have huge assets funded by debt but as natural as that is it doesn't change the fact that interest the payment of interest is still a significant variable for them. And an interest rate rise in many cases is as good as a profit downgrade. I've written a story in the spy section today. I remember having dinner with a guy from Macquarie who was the CFO of Macquarie Airports. This was decades ago. And he said that they laugh when analysts ask questions. Of course it's Macquarie Airport, so There are shops in airports and analysts, he said, would ask questions about how's the retail going? What's the trend in retail sales in the airports? And the CFO would giggle to himself at their ignorance because he knew that if he could negotiate a half a percent reduction in the corporate bond yield that they were paying and re-engineer the debt, it would dwarf the retail earnings by 10 times plus. In other words, for big infrastructure companies, utilities for highly indebted companies REITs it's all about what you pay for your debt and debt is all that matters to some companies also for anyone who's run their own business as I know debt creates an attitude of mind a negative mindset should you say but a management that wakes up burdened by debt every day is serious concerned risk averse Hampered in what they can do, unambitious, focused on risk. But anyone or any manager who wakes up making a lot of money, flush with cash, they're ambitious, imaginative, positive, thinking up ideas, looking for risk. Basically, debt changes a company. It changes people as well. As you'll know, if you've got a million dollar mortgage. Suddenly you lose your flexibility, mobility, ability to do what you want to do. Suddenly you are working for the man and that's what companies with debts do. Debt changes a company and as rate rise prospects increase management pulls their head in they batten down they do less grow slower lose ambition so which group of companies would you rather invest in so today i've just identified the companies i just did a a quick scan on one of the many data based systems that look at the australian market and highlighted high net debt to equity ratios anything over a hundred percent and you'll see the list in the SPY section. The obvious sectors pop out. Of course, this may not be a theme this year, but you have to imagine it's going to be one of the themes is there could be an inflation breakout and interest rates could be going higher all year, in which case at the back of the pack, I've listed all the stocks, but you're going to see infrastructure, utilities, transport, logistics, Things like Transurban, Sydney Airports, Qantas, Horizon, Cube, Main Freight, AGL, Spark, APA, Chorus, loads of others. There are some mining services companies in there as well. Things like Orica, 7West, ALS some specific industrials like Brambles, James Hardy, Simic, almost all the REITs. There are some healthcare stocks in there as well. Ramsey Healthcare, which we wrote about the other day as not a stock we'd hold forever. Then there's all sorts of consumer cyclicals, retailers, Levisa, that you have to know which ones they are. Domino's, even West Farmers, Woolworths, Coles, Metcash, Super Retail, APE, EVT, and there are some. There are loads of financials which is in their nature to have debt, so maybe they don't count. But Zip. AMP, LFG, LFS, Sun, and there's Telstra, Dicker Data, and I've listed a bunch of companies at the small end of the market as well that have a significant amount of debt as well. And after you've been through the list, you begin to realize that actually higher interest rates isn't good for a lot of stocks. Suddenly you start worrying about the consumer, the housing market, the credit growth cycle, the banks. You start worrying about the whole economy, in fact. And then you start worrying about the whole market, the economic cycle. You know, forget the stock detail. Higher rates are not good generally. But for what it's worth, I've identified the stocks with high levels of debt that could be at the back of the list. Interestingly, what is not on the list is big resources stocks, particularly iron ore and perhaps. Perhaps I should have listed stocks with cash. Maybe these are the sectors that you need to be in anyway. I've just focused on the negatives today. Stocks that are highly geared. Otherwise, in the portfolios today, no changes, but I am wondering whether to do anything about higher interest rates. Start worrying about some of the stocks we hold that have got debt. There are a few little ones in there, things like Nick Scarly, Macquarie Telecom. And a few others, you'll see the list. So, wondering whether to adjust the portfolios, take account of higher rates or not. Also, wondering whether we have enough iron ore stocks in the income portfolio. We've got market weightings, but we're not massively overweight in things like BHP. I'm wondering whether to add or bother adding to the sold off tech stocks. Things like zero in the Forever portfolio. Haven't done that yet. And also wondering whether we have too many retailers. I'm worried that one of the themes this year might well be that even though COVID remains, the stimulus has disappeared. No job keeper, no job seeker. In which case, all those people punting online and shopping online have disappeared. It might not be such a bonanza. Some of the pandemic beneficiaries of 2020 might end up as the pandemic victims of 2022. If I look at a chart of Kogan, for instance, it peaked at $25.57 in October 2020, is now $8.35 and doesn't look like resurrecting. So worrying a little bit about consumer discretionary at the moment. Right, ideas. As I say, I have added zero and APT as short-term trades for a tech rebound. Technically, it's a little bit early to be doing that, but have done that. And on the subject of nickel, I've put the chart in of Poseidon Nickel and talked about Poseidon Nickel in response to some of the Facebook posts, which seem to think there is a Machiavellian plot going on to cap the share price with some big- sellers recently in other words big volume big volumes potentially good it might suggest institutions are getting involved and for those of you worrying about sellers just understand every sell order has to have a buyer as well so there are just as many buyers as sellers. But the two biggest shareholders are obviously the concern. One of them is Andrew Forrest family interest. Both the biggest shareholders were sellers last September, didn't appear to support the capital raising, and sold some stock on market as well, unhelpfully. There haven't been any substantial shareholder notices recently from either of those two, but sometimes it does take a couple of weeks if they have been recently selling. So something may still come out there, which obviously wouldn't help too much to find Andrew Forrest's family interest selling. But for anyone who's watching the screen on a daily basis and valuing your holding second by second, you are looking at it too closely. And perhaps taking it a little bit too personally, you'll start to think there is a Machiavellian plot against you as every time you buy someone sells. But there is no Machiavellian plot. It's just the market. Lots of people trading both ways for their own reasons, most of which you can't possibly fathom. So if that's you worrying constantly about the Poseidon nickel or any other share, Price, you need to maybe think about investing in something else. POS is a small, risky stock. It's not the Messiah, and just because I hold it, there is no guarantee of safety. Definitely no guarantee of safety. If it went bust, though, it wouldn't affect my life. Can you say the same thing? Small companies are a great game, but it is a game. A game some of us love playing. Anyone who reads Henry's take will know that. And what a fabulous year it was last year. But you do need a certain risk appetite for each stock you hold. I have it for POS. Do you? If not, if it's keeping you awake, if everyone is plotting against you, you might think about buying something less volatile. I am looking to the horizon. You look at the chart of the nickel price. You look at the NIC share price. You look at the IGO share price. Hopefully someone is selling POS because we will clear them out eventually. And there is a big gap to make up on the recent record highs in the nickel price, so I'm happy to hold on and hope the big drivers for POS are going to be the project and the nickel price. Both of those seem to be going okay, so I'm not too fussed. Right. That is about it. So a good day today. Interest rates peaking a bit. Tech having a bit of a catch up. Resources doing fine. Energy and gold having a day in the sun. Everything's looking pretty cozy for someone fully invested. As I leave you, Dow futures up 33. Watch out for the US CPI number tonight could be a very positive number if it's lower than expected. We're already expecting a very high number, so the risks seem to be in our favor. That's about that. You have a fabulous day, and I will speak to you tomorrow.